This is Shout Podcast with Kim Robson, the official health and well-being podcast from the Firefighters Charity. Hi, and welcome to episode one of series two of the Shout Podcast. We're thrilled that you're joining us again. This time around, we're going to be focusing on health and well-being in our brand new series. Each episode will take a close look at a specific topic or issue. We'll be speaking to experts and hearing from beneficiaries who've been affected and supported by the Firefighters Charity. Our aim is to make sure you come away from each episode with at least one I might just try that moment. Throughout the series, we're also going to have a very special Shout Podcast Plus. This is additional content for you between the regular episodes. We'll go into a bit more depth or shine a light on other things going on across the charity. So we're really thrilled that you're joining us for Series 2 of the Shout Podcast. You're listening to Shout Podcast from the Firefighters Charity. So now we know what Series 2 is all about. Let's get Episode 1 underway. Throughout February and March, the Firefighters Charity has been promoting the benefits of living a healthy lifestyle. So we're going to take a closer look at some of the simple things we can all do to live healthier. We'll be hearing from firefighter Paul Bainbridge about the link he's found between his physical health and his mental health. And we'll find out all about goal setting and that all-important motivation. But first up, I had the opportunity to chat with Liz James, an assessment practitioner, about changing your lifestyle habits, why we should do this and how we do this. I'm Elizabeth James and I'm one of the assessment practitioners in the Firefighters Charity. So we're particularly looking at the moment at health and well-being and you Liz have written a brilliant article which can be found on the Firefighters Charity website and I'll give the details for that a little bit later. All about breaking the habit and this is definitely something that we can all learn from. So how we go about changing our lifestyle habits but why do we need to do that? We all have different reasons for wanting to do that I think so for some of us they will be um, around very personal things about wanting to be around for our children or our grandchildren perhaps having a bit more energy to spend with them it might be because we are struggling um, perhaps with our mental health a little bit and um, identifying that getting some more sleep or taking a walk in the afternoon would be just something really beneficial to us. So we all have really personal reasons for wanting to change. And I think it's really important to find what that reason is specifically for you, because that's going to improve your motivation towards doing that. But how do we change, Liz? Ah, so... (laughs) That's the big million dollar question. It it? is, isn't it? So... um, I suppose there's a process for how we change Um, and the first thing is to identify what we want it to look like. So what would our life look like if we were to change? Think of it in in terms of a journey I suppose. So if you think about it in terms of the destination is what you want things to look like. So if you were planning a holiday you might decide that you would like a really relaxing holiday on a beach somewhere near a pool. Wouldn't we all love that just now? Yes please Liz. (laughs) you might then start to narrow down where you might actually go. And that's the process of, I suppose, the how. And we do the same when we're looking at change. So we would look at breaking that down into the the journey planning, if you like, um, and build up a route map, which is essentially a series of little goals, little targets to aim for that are going to get you to that bigger picture. So it's really useful, I think, to think of all of the different options that you've got to get to where you want to go to. 
that analogy that you've used of thinking it as something that you really want at the end and we all really want a holiday now and turning it into something that's going to really help with your own health and well-being can only be a positive thing absolutely and we can think about it as being you know some of the small things we don't always need to think really big I think a lot of the time we sit and we go oh I'd really love to lose three stone because I'm just going to feel a whole heap better if I do going to be able to fit in those jeans I've always wanted to or whatever it is but actually what we need to do is really identify why do I really want to do that what is it that's going to be really different about my lifestyle when I do that and that's really going to help you with the motivation and can we give ourselves a reward at the end because I would really love a bar of chocolate when I've done all this please Do you know what? Rewards are so important um, because our brain responds really well to it. So we need to reward ourselves because, again, it's a mechanism for recognising that we've achieved something, that we've carried on on our journey, that we've achieved some success. So they're a little bit like the pit stops. And yeah, you're right. You know, if you want to lose three stone, rewarding yourself with a bar of chocolate's not maybe the best thing to do but think about how else you might do that so whether that's um you know a big hug with somebody that you that you love or a walk around the park where you stop and you recognize the trees starting to um blossom or you know things like that that just really help to um help to improve your mood and your um and your lifestyle really we've covered the why um we've done the how and now we know we can get a reward at the end with the sun starting to come out and uh, the world looking like it's going to be a happier place as we head into summer i think we can do this can't we liz absolutely you can you know and it's as i say start small think about the little changes one of the tools we've used before is to think about if i have a good day what does that look like for me um what things can I do each day that help me towards more of those good days and fewer of those bad days and absolutely we can all do it it's really hard at the moment but um, the more we can engage with those things the better our well-being will be you're listening to shout podcast from the firefighters charity that's Liz James assessment practitioner helping us get an idea about why and how we can change our lifestyle habits Now, lockdown's been tough for all of us, and we might have had ideas about different fundraising events, different things we wanted to do that would help us with our specific health and well-being. And perhaps those didn't quite go as planned. Well, firefighter Paul Bainbridge had an idea of some really great things he was going to do throughout 2020. But of course, the pandemic changed all that. Paul Bainbridge, and I'm a firefighter at Redwatch. Uh, County Durham. And Paul, tell me a little bit about this challenge that you're undertaking literally as we speak. Yeah, so um, from the 1st of April 2020, I decided to do a running challenge where I will run at least three mile every day for for 365 days a year. Uh, The reason I did this challenge, because of lockdown, uh, a lot of events that I was involved in uh, the Great North Run, a Tough Murray Challenge, um, a Strong Arm Challenge were um, were cancelled because of COVID. So I just thought, what what could I do to keep raising money for, for the two charities that I'm doing it for? And at, at the time, you were only allowed to exercise for one hour a day. So I thought, 
Well, I could do three, a three mile, at least three mile in a day in an hour. Three miles is quite a long way. It scares me. But to do it every single day. So you've not missed a single day yet. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely haven't missed every single day. And it's all recorded on my Strava. Um, the only things I have done, obviously, when I was when I'm on shift at the fire station, I've run the three miles um, on a treadmill. And how have your colleagues been supporting you whilst you're doing this? Yeah, um, they've been very supportive. Um, there's times where they've obviously joined us in the gym when restrictions were relaxed and you could run with up this, could exercise up to six people. I've uh, I've run with um, various different watches throughout the county, um, so that 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 was good to get them involved. My colleagues have been really, really supportive of us. And every time I bump into work colleagues, it's it's like, hiya, Paul. It's the first thing they ask us if they haven't seen us for a while. Like, how was your running? If, if I go to different fire stations detached or we go to training school on training courses, it seems to be the um, the topic of conversation, me running challenge. I bet it is. It's because you're doing such a great thing. So what sort of impact do you think it's having on your mental health, firstly? Yeah, I think I think because of lockdown and COVID, I think every person's suffered at some time with, with, with the mental health. Um, I've never suffered before um, with mental health, but I think during lockdown, it has been hard for, for everyone, including myself, that you can't go out and play normal sports. You, you can't meet your friends. Um, for a social drink, you can't just go to the shops. Everything's shut down. So this run challenge has really given me a focus on at least getting out for, uh, for for one period of exercise a day. And I think I always feel better when I've come back from the run. So I think it, it there is definitely a link between between mental health and well-being and uh, exercise. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. It's good that you say you feel better because there must be some days where you just think. I just don't want to today. But if you think, yeah. I know when I get home, I'm going to be proud of myself. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah there definitely has been days, not not many, but there's definitely where I've been on a busy night shift at work for whatever reason. I've woke up and thought, I really, it, it's cold, it's wet outside. I really don't want to go out there and run three mile. But once once I've uh, got me running trainers on and, and running and waterproofs on, I've gone out there and I've definitely always felt better no matter what the weather is, to um, when I've finished me, me exercise, we run. You obviously like doing a bit of fundraising then, Paul. So who yes. are you fundraising for? I'm fundraising for two charities, the Firefighters Charity and a charity called If You Care Share, which is a charity based in the Northeast who um, supports people that's affected by suicide, families that's affected by suicide, and also supports people that are, um, that are having melting health issues and having suicide thoughts. You set yourself a target and you've exceeded that, haven't you? I have, yeah. I set myself a target of £2,000 and I'm now close to £3,500. And um, this last half, this last month, I'm hoping obviously to add to that because people I have spoke to, friends, colleagues have said, I haven't sponsored you because I wanted to make sure you did it before I sponsored you. Before, I wasn't going to sponsor you the first run you did, if you know what I mean. Um, so not, now I'll, now you're coming to the end, I will sponsor you. So I'm confident I will add to that and I'm hoping to at least get the um, £5,000 for both the charities. That's amazing. And you're so close to the end now. Are you looking forward to it ending? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love your that's honesty. A simple answer. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you're absolutely brilliant. I think you've done an amazing thing and just keep going those last few miles. Well done. Yep, thank you. You're listening to Shout Podcast from the Firefighters Charity. Details of Paul's fundraising page so that you can make a donation are in the podcast notes and on the Shout Podcast page of the Firefighters Charity website. So has Paul's challenge given you an idea, but you need a little bit of motivation? Let's see if we can help. We are talking about goal setting and motivation, particularly when we have had a year, pretty much, of really struggling to get ourselves motivated in what has been a very difficult time. So just, you know, if someone comes to you and says, really, I can't do this, where do we start, Kirsty? It's really tough. I think first and foremost, you've got to have a conversation with the individual to understand why they feel like they can't do it because mindset is so, so, so paramount and important. The The main way to, to set goals, if you start off with SMART goals, you have specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and time scale. So it's just making sure that if you want to run 5K, you know that you want to run a 5K, you want to make sure that you've got the distance You've then got the ability to be able to do it because I'm not I'm not injured and I know that I can run and it's relevant to me because I enjoy running and I like being outside and I'm going to achieve it in three months time. Uh, the, the second one is to make sure that it's a positive goal for you. So for example, if you want to lose weight and a lot of your energy and your, your words are around, well, I'm unhealthy, I look big, I don't like how I look in my clothes, that's all very negative. So it's, it's, it's just adapting that to saying... Well, I, I want to feel good about myself. I want to love the way that I, I look in clothes and, and I want to feel fit and I want to be healthy and I want to eat good, healthy food. So that's the second one, putting a positive spin on it. The third one is write it down. And this is one that people always forget about, but there is a, a physiological shift that happens within us when we write things down on a paper because it becomes serious and put it somewhere that you can see every day so that you feel motivated and inspired inspired and think, what, what can I do that day to achieve that goal? And then the final one is consistency, which is about repetition, doing it daily. Even though you have a tough day, even though you fail, keep doing it. Because the, the best people that are in their own league are the ones that do it every single day regardless. And on that really hard day where you're thinking... I can't do it today. It's, it's raining and it's cold and I didn't sleep very well. That is the day when you do it. You'll look back at it in two weeks and go, I'm so proud of myself. That was the hardest day and I did it. I can do anything. Talking about the motivation in getting this done and we look out the window, we've told ourselves that we're going to run at a distance, whatever that may, may be, each day to build up to, let's say, our 5K. But it's pouring with rain. But we still want to get out. Is it OK to adapt what we're doing and perhaps just take a walk that day? Yeah, of course. It's it's all about adapting not only the, the timescales, but adapting your program and reviewing it because you're going to feel better if you get up in the morning and you've been so motivated for the last two weeks and you've gone, I've woken up every morning and I've done my, my fitness and then this is my running day and you look outside and you go, oh, it's raining. And that's where you're in a great mindset to go, okay, what can I do instead? That's my thing. You need to be flexible with things. Is there anything that we can do if we do hit a bit of a roadblock, let's say, perhaps we get poorly or work gets in the way and something stops us how can we bring back that motivation there are no cheats with with goal setting because we've all achieved things in our life before and we know exactly how we did it 
but it's just being flexible so in your example you've been really ill the last week you then go okay well I've been ill this week and I understand that I've been ill this week but that doesn't mean my goal and my dreams are now unachievable it means that I might need to create a little bit of a longer time frame that this happens in and when I feel better I'm going to do x y and z so sort of putting the energy out there that you're going to keep doing it your goal is still in sight but it might be delayed a little bit and that's okay the road to recovery isn't just a straight line it sort of goes up a bit it goes down a bit you go left you go right and you've you've got to be willing to to travel that road how important is goal setting and motivation to our health and well-being then Kirsty? absolutely important it's it's one of the most important things if you're if you don't have a clear idea of where you're going you're not going to understand the improvements that you've made and you're also not going to understand how you're going to get there and how you're going to reach those those goals. The the first thing that I do when I, I see a beneficiary is I ask them why they're at the centre or why they want to get better and, and what they want to achieve. Then they're emotionally invested. And then I go, right, how are we going to achieve that? These are the things that, that I know that are achievable in the time frame that we've got. What are you going to do to make that happen? It's Without though, without that clarity, you're not going to move anywhere. And if you do move, you're not going to be aware that you've moved. Don't know. Sometimes I think you can look at it and think that is so scary. I can't do it. But the message really is, you can do this. If your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. It's one of my favourite quotes. Thanks to all of our guests on this episode one of series two of the Shout podcast. We've got links to the articles that were mentioned and the fundraising page, of course, for Paul on a dedicated page on our website. Just visit firefighterscharity.org.uk forward slash shout podcast. As I mentioned earlier, we've also got something special coming this season. It's called the Shout Podcast Plus. New episodes in between each of our main podcasts. And the one that's dropping this week is for World Sleep Day. It'll feature a full relaxation session to help you drift off to sleep. Here's a little taster. Take a moment to make yourself comfortable. Rest your arms loosely by your sides and close your eyes. Take a long, slow, deep breath in. Hold for a moment. Then slowly exhale. You can get the full relaxation session on the Shout Podcast Plus episode coming later this week. You can make sure you don't miss any of the main podcast or Shout Podcast Plus episodes by subscribing via your usual platform. And don't forget to rate it as well. Coming up on the next episode in a fortnight's time, we'll be taking a closer look at physical activity, why it's important to be active, obviously for both your physical and mental health, and how you can find a form of physical activity that you enjoy. So thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Shout Podcast. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts and check out firefighterscharity.org.uk to find out how the Firefighters Charity could support you. If you liked Shout Podcast, you're going to love My Firefighters Charity, the new social media wellbeing and fundraising app for the fire services community. Packed with great well-being content from the expert teams at the Firefighters Charity, you can connect with others, join groups, collaborate and have fun with your fire family friends across the UK. 
and you can get the advice and help you're after from the Firefighters Charity whenever you need it. Head to your app store, search for My Firefighters Charity and register for free today.